afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacks' Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My light mo out here. Don't know. We have a very special guest with us today. We have Miss Cynthia. Hello, Miss Cynthia. Hi. How are you? Fine. Can oh, she's giggling. <laughs> 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 All right. Yes, Cynthia. Yes. Tell us about, about, a bit about yourself. No, My no, name? no wait. That's, okay. the, that's the wrong question. No, actually, go on. My name is Cynthia. I'm 28. Very straight to the point. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about your faith journey. How did you come to want to take a walk with Christ? My seriously? faith journey. Um, I thought I was a Christian, but then I really wasn't a Christian. Um, and I became, I came to know God when I was in college one day and my friend said, oh, do you want to come to church with me? And because I'm a Christian, I was like, yeah, of course. These times I wasn't living like a Christian. I didn't pray. I didn't even know who Jesus was. Um, and I went to the church and it was like a night vigil. And long story short, I had one of those experiences where I was, you know, I was falling on the ground and like screaming and shouting and stuff come like on. that. Was uh, it Pentecostal? Yeah, it was a Pentecostal church. You don't get that in there. <laughs> to be honest, which is a, yeah. To be honest, which is actually I don't understand. I'm sorry, no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, you don't understand. Because I just feel like I'm sorry, but demons are real, and like or being possessed by something is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are so many churches that don't, um, I don't know exercise just kind of praying over people and trying to because that's what it, that's that's what they did in Acts mm. and like just really trying to release people from the things that they're suffering, like the things mm. that are occupying them. Mm. I feel like more and more church should do that in a healthy way, in a way that makes sense, mm. um, in a way that is God-centered mm. um, and Christ-centered. But I just feel like not enough people do that and then you're just, you know, going to church with demons flying around, which is fine because, you know, God Mwad. is sovereign anyway. But hey, that should be your sorry, not sorry question. Whoever's on the hot seat. <laughs> Who's on the hot seat? Oh, thank you, Cynthia, for your Oh, yeah, sorry. No, that's great. That was great. That was good. That was good. Did you finish? I don't, I don't feel like you finished. Dude. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't, <laughs> to, I don't need to. I don't need to finish anymore. It's a. It's a long story. No. Nope. I mean, we got night no, vigil. You fell on the floor. Mm. Yeah, and got then slain in the spirit. Basically, I felt like the guy was looking at me. The person who was leading the the congregation. Mm. I just kept feeling like he was looking at me, and I just increasingly got uncomfortable. And then I was. I audibly started to be like stop looking at me while everyone there is just praying and enjoying themselves mm. in the spirit of God. And I was like, stop looking at me, stop looking at me. And I got, I felt like he was coming towards me. Mm. So I started like pushing people back and pushing back the chairs. And it wasn't even in a really big room. Like mm. the church was really small. And like people were like, I was like really making a scene and saying, go away, leave me alone, leave me alone. And I like, I just, all I remember is falling on the floor and like kicking and screaming and saying, leave me alone. Mm. And then it's like, I could see myself from a, above and I was watching myself thinking, thinking, Cynthia, what are you doing? Mm. Stop, you're making an actual scene. But I couldn't. Mm. And then all of a sudden I felt like something just kind of lifted and um then there was just some kind of calm and i felt like i was on the floor for like a million years it just felt like the longest time then i got up and i sat down and i just waited patiently thinking i don't understand what just happened but i want to understand and then i said i wanted to go speak to the guy who was leading it at the time he was his name was uh sonny badu this is when he was small time though (laughs) (laughs) um and so i went to go speak to him and i was like what just happened he and then 
I remember he said to me, your life is never going to be the same again. Mm. And it wasn't. Wow. Does it? Come on. Uh, she said I have a smile and it wasn't. That's <laughs> dope. That's dope. It's, it's hey, nice to hear that. Man. Um, like a real perspective. Hey, do you know what? Yeah. That's interesting. Like, I, I like that. Are we, are we happy to switch sorry not sorry and share about our conversions? Okay. We can do. You I had a question? I feel like Robert had a question. He had a question. Loaded. <laughs> hey, we, we can do it. We can do both. It's a whole theory. It's a question based on a whole theory that I've, I've been concocting for like the past. We can do, we can do both. both. I want to hear the question. <laughs> it's so stupid, but... I don't want to hear the question. <laughs> All right. Who, who, was on, who was on a hot seat last time? I was. He was. I was, I was going to volunteer for a hot seat. I was going to volunteer now as well because oh, I wow. wanted to answer yeah, Cynthia's well. question in terms of demonic possessions and stuff. Can do one for one. We could do one for one. Yeah. <laughs> so Robert, heavy hitters in heavy hitters come in, on. The, in the hot seat. So okay, we can both out answer both questions if you want. Cool. So yeah. All right. So Good are we question. doing questions first and yeah. then conversion stories? Or? Yeah. Let's yes. Do, let's do cool. Sorry first and then. Okay. So this is an, an Adam and Eve question, right? Mm. So, um, it's all. I, I won't get into the theory because that's that could. We might, we might need the epilogue. Oh, no, 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 no. The question is easy. So, if Adam and Eve... No, if Eve got pregnant mm-hmm. before she ate the fruit, mm-hmm. and then she ate the fruit while she was pregnant, would the baby that was born be a perfect, unsinful baby? Or would her Eve eating the fruit then make the baby a sinful being? I think, I think Eve having eaten the fruit would have corrupted the baby. Because spiritually... <coughs> <coughs> Because when they heard you will die, their initial thought was a physical death, but they didn't recognize the spiritual death that they had um, incurred as an immediate result. And I think that spiritual death would have impacted the spiritual life and health of the baby immediately. So I think it would have still affected the baby. Okay. Yeah, no, I think it, it, may, it makes sense for yeah. that to be the case. I think it would have been more sticky if she had given birth yeah. before eating. Yeah. And then she ate and Adam ate. So maybe the baby didn't eat. Yeah. What would that have meant? Um, that would make such a good TV show. Bro. <laughs> Picture mom, that like, God, like parents, <laughs> get out. You, you can stay. You can yeah. Stay, you can chill here. Because then, but, cause then the child would still be in the garden today. And then the series could be about... Perhaps. about you, you, no, because you gotta remember, we don't, we don't, we don't have, we don't have any information on. Well, we don't have anywhere near as much information on pre-fall and what the garden was and mm. what you know where it was and all of that and and the existence and all that. So, how you know if the baby was still there, how would the human race have propagated? You know, yeah, but I was just about to say because. What do you mean? How would how would it continue to come? Oh no! Oh no! I'm just saying that he would he, he would have been like the lone person within. Eden. No, so what, well, that's what the thing. Is what I'm is saying almost... is there will still be because if it was just Adam and Eve, there would still be other people. We, we presume hmm. there will still be other people in the Garden of Eden once Adam and Eve had lived however long or whatever. Hmm. You know, there will still be people, and so if there's someone there, which which group of humanity goes there and which groups goes to where Adam and Eve are like that would have been a whole different situation yeah. I think and plus I find it interesting that they didn't reproduce before the fall. They were there. Yeah. and so my question internally is was re- did reproduction itself change that was after mm. the fall that's part of my theory question like I mm. I was thinking that I don't think Adam and Eve were in the garden for that long just because yeah. just because Eve didn't get pregnant during the time that they were in there 
It's worth remembering Again, it's, it's, well. that is assumption. Well, it is an assumption and everything yeah. that we're doing right now is very much assumptions and yeah. stuff. But because yeah. well, I was going to say as well, we don't, we don't know what becoming one would have been in... Pre-four. Yeah, pre-four, yeah. you know, because the whole idea of even like, if you've heard a theory of them not knowing they were naked um, and whether that was because they didn't have language for it or whether it was because maybe they were covered with the glory of God because they weren't necessarily as we are in a fallen state, having fallen short of the glory of God. And so we don't actually even know what copulation would look like mm-hmm. <laughs> for perfect beings, if that makes sense. So I think it's a... Uh, Man is using some big words for... Just say sex, fam. Bro! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say they'll get in the own. No, copulation well. is a good word. <laughs> They wouldn't have known how to get it on. All right. <laughs> I don't know if they would have, but what it looked like, or you know, you know, and and what would creation have been at that point? Yeah. Like, it's just yeah, that's that's a whole because it's thing. the whole process of bearing a child for like for nine months and then pushing it out. It's part of the punishment. It's part of the punishment. It's just kind of. So we don't know. So we don't know if it would have been different mm. or not. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Timothy, do you have a question? I don't have a question. No, uh, I think the, the, the question was the, the why. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What, what, what was? Um, so it was. Because I think it was why other we don't see that in other churches yeah. and some churches you never hear of them praying over other people or praying. You know where people are actually dealing with stuff and demons are real. Mm-hmm. But you know, at least some real Pentecostal. Say real Pentecostal. At least some. Good Pentecostal churches, you do get passionate that. Pentecostal. Churches. No, good Pentecostal no. churches. Many Pentecostal churches are passionate. That doesn't yeah. mean that they. What's a bad Pentecostal church? They're, they're passionate in, yeah. in their Why folly. Why do you say good? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. The no. prosperity. Well, yeah. Pentecostal churches, and, and also and also the sensationalized. So you, yeah, there are some churches where it's more about their atmosphere and, yeah. and the emotion that's evoked quote, than quote, it is. feeling the holy spirit yeah. and actually living of the holy spirit yeah mm. yeah um, and sometimes because you're looking so much to feel you start to manufacture yeah um a feeling and i think that mm. can be dangerous yeah it is dangerous i've, um, I've yeah. even seen um churches where like and even some pentecostal churches where they're so focused on revelation quote-unquote revelation that they misconstrue what the bible is saying to sound deep fitting so this one church was talking about names. no 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 drop the name no 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 I'm not I'm not looking to give them any publicity this one church how's their apostle or whatever saying how this one woman's curse was programmed into the moon <laughs> bro is she is she is she a werewolf <laughs> she Wait, said but whenever the moon comes out the demon and she's like yes I'm like whoa <laughs> are you and then, like, saying to the next woman, oh, God, God's got someone for you, but he's not no ordinary person. He's not no ordinary person. He doesn't drive a car with his back leaned back. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? Did you feel personally attacked because you drive leaned Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I felt like, Ross, what, I'm ordinary because I drive my, my team lean back here. Like, I don't have God's promises and plans over my life. Um, so some of them, and he's like, when you're reading the Bible, don't come with your mind. Leave your mind outside. I'm just like, yeah, you... You, yeah. Um, but in terms of that, there's, there's a few things in terms of um, why I personally, not necessarily I'm against it, but I'm, I'm rethinking our approach to 
like casting out demons and stuff like that. Mm. And it's primarily because within the New Testament, what I see is <coughs> everyone who is indwelt with the Holy Spirit, there is no mention of them being possessed by demons. Mm -hmm. And so it's a case of if you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, if, mm -hmm. which means you're a Christian, you're a believer, then technically you shouldn't be able to be possessed by a demon. It doesn't necessarily mm. mean you can't be attacked or uh, or oppressed, mm. but I feel like that's where mm. renewal of the mind comes into place. So it's more so addressing how you view and approach God rather than casting out a demon from you. I think that's good because um, I have a friend who she she went to on in her church on Wednesdays in like the morning or the afternoon. Mm. They have like deliverance services, um, and she because she she's struggling with um, struggle struggles with lust and feels like that's some kind of like mm. there's something that she needs to be delivered from that mm. um, and. I think I now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know whether she felt just I hear the word delivered and I think does is that some kind of manifestation delivered? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something's coming out of her delivered? Mm. But that could just be being released. Um that could so my point is kinda of mute. But um it that is that does make sense. There was one time I was watching a documentary, um and they were trying to um so they it's when you they'll go out onto the street, tell people about Jesus, and then try and then baptize them straight away, and then they get them speaking in tongues, and then they have to go out and do the same thing. Mm. Basically, like that's kind of what it was in the new in the new churches. Mm. You believed, and then you went out and you that's told people yeah. about Jesus, and um, in that same moment, people will manifest and things will come out of them. Mm. In my mind, it's like, yeah, th there's no space for something demonic and the yeah. Holy Spirit to dwell in the same body. Yeah. So that's why in that moment, the moment yeah. you believe. The moment you then get baptized and then the moment you're filled and that's yeah. when and you, you're filled, whatever is in you or whatever is trying to, has to currently occupying you has to come out. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're, then you're filled with the spirit yeah. and then people start maybe speaking in tongues, maybe yeah. doing some other type of manifestation, mm. not always speaking in tongues, I'm just saying. But yeah. 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 So that's, that's mm. the, the um, trail of thought because mm. it's more so exactly as you're saying, it's very much like, if you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, where there's light, darkness cannot exist. Mm. Mm. Like, so it's like, but again, it doesn't negate oppression. Oppression denotes an external force trying to push you down. Mm. <coughs> so, so like bringing up temptations and stuff like that. And that's where the renewal of the mind kind of needs to come into it. Mm. And sanctification where you are being made holy, even as God sees you holy. Mm. And so you're dropping off old habits and doing certain things mm. where you know that I used, these used to be my habits and my patterns. And I need to let those go. I need to be transformed into the new man. And so, yeah, that's that's where it's just like the constant renewal, the washing in the word and stuff like that, becoming who you already are in Christ. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe casting out demonic spirits is for the unbelievers. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's how it that's how it's played out within the New Testament, mm. where we casted out they casted out demons in the unbelievers. Mm. Um, I think there's there is there can be I think that's this what you've been talking about the confusion between you know like I said the oppression um, and also the fact that like I think 
Uh, the Bible talks about how no one should say God test them, but the devil ends up yeah. using our own lust. Yeah. And, and you know, mm. yeah. But once we are saved, we unfortunately still are in the flesh. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll just be you get saved and God kills you straight away. And <laughs> go you're to in heaven. heaven and you're cool. You know. Surefire way to know if you're saved. That's you when you're living your real best life. <laughs> thank you, Zap. You know, like that. And you'll get to heaven and you'll be like, thank you. You know, you saved me. But still, um, I think. Um, I when 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 um, Cynthia was sharing her story, I was particularly grateful to hear it from that point of view because I went to a Pentecostal church and not at my last one, but when I was younger, we went to a church and what was it called? It was a Pentecostal church. I can't remember. I was that young, but I was maybe seven, eight, whatever. And we'd gone to this place, to this church, and the pastor was praying and laying hands, <laughs> and because that whole thing of seeing someone fall down in the spirit was at some point that had become the goal you know and so it's like i was pushing my head <laughs> and i was like why are you pushing my head bro and so i'm like resisting and i'm thinking wait is that demonic it's like that's not demonic it's i don't want to be pushed down stop pushing me down yeah. and he's like literally trying to like jujitsu me to the ground bro mm. and bro. you know it's like we rarely hear from the other yeah. point of view where, where it's genuine like you you know you were describing your experience and you feeling like he was looking at you and like i i love i love hearing that mm. but i was going to then address why maybe we don't see it in some churches because mm. i made a joke you don't see that in church of england or whatever um, uh, you'd be surprised i've seen a couple where they're oh, very charismatic yeah oh, very wow. charismatic <laughs> so if in the church of england they uh hold on to something uh, uh, called, it's a catholic church. <laughs> church of england they, they hold adhere to something called generous orthodoxy where <laughs> I like that generous orthodoxy, where so long as we can agree on the core principles like Jesus is Lord and blah mm. blah blah, however it fleshes out, right. they almost leave it to you to that's to good. figure it that's out because that um, allows for whatever the population is to yeah, yeah. get in their own identity, and that's why there's like um, Anglo Catholic, right? And then you. And then always stretching all the way to um, charismatic mm. Church of England churches. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. we've we've been to Church mm -hmm. of England churches where they're fully praying in tongues. They're trying yeah. to get prophetic words. They're trying yeah. to healing and stuff mm. like that. And it's a Church of England church up in like I think it was in Fulham. Mm. Mm. So I'm like, right, this is a predominantly white area. Mm. And you men are proper trying to lay hands and get prophetic words for people. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I, I was I was <coughs> going to say I think sometimes the expression mm. can be different. So it could very well still be because I, I think um, in the Bible when when there were like some demonic um, exorcisms, I, can't, I can never say that word. Exorcism. Ex exorcisms. Exorcism. Yeah, those things. <laughs> um, it would be. It was. It was a matter of authority. Yeah. It was a matter of. I'm the son of a king. You're a fallen angel. Get out of this person, if that mm. makes sense. So it, it was, you know, it, to the extent where <laughs> the guys that were just going Sons about the motions, you know, they were like, well, Schiva? Jesus Schiva. we've heard of and Paul we know, but who are you? Um, kind of who are you, though, know? blood? <laughs> and I think sometimes we it's become such that <coughs> the, the look of a struggle, mm. that's, that's sort of the aesthetic that sometimes some preachers want to achieve yeah. and they want to look like yeah you're preaching and it's like there's, there's a there's a towel someone's bringing him a towel to wipe his head and he's fighting with the demon on the 101 where i see in the bible that it was a matter of authority mm. once you've been made and of course there were those that would only come out through fasting and, um, and prayer but it wasn't this fight and so i think yeah. sometimes it could very well be that there are places where 
that sort of demonic, um, you know, exorcism is come is happening, but it's not. It doesn't look the way we when we're used to, and yeah. it is just. It could just be that the two people are praying and. Or, or one's praying for another and seeing what's going on and calling it out and yeah. by the authority. Yeah. And it's not a big show and dance. And that's not to say that that's not real. And that's why I love the fact that you shared your um, your experience. Yeah. But it just looks different. Yeah. And I think I'm learning to be more open yeah. to where it looks different than what I'm used to because yeah. God is, is unique and, and is amazing in that way. And the one thing that I love about the example about prayer and fasting is that we don't pray and fast as we're trying to cast out the demon. We're, yeah. We've been doing that already. Jesus came and he was... You know, like, we've been doing that already. Doing so we've been day. investing in yeah. our relationship with yeah. God way before we're like, cool, I might need to cast out a demon in 20 years' time. So let me start from now. <laughs> we're just investing. How in peak if someone comes and there's a demon there and are like, oh, this one comes by prayer. Like, Sorry, i got to go pray and fast 40 <laughs> days. Just chill. Come, come, days come, come, let him torment you for another 24 hours yeah. and then come back. Yeah, it's mad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also, mm. um, sometimes, like, just when people enter into genuine worship, mm. enter into that place of intimacy with God where it just pushes out anything that isn't of God because you're in His presence. You're in His presence. Um, so, yeah. Who, who, who are we going to start with in terms of conversion stories? I think well, Robert. You, you should start. Oh. Oh. All right, Robert, Robert should start. I, I should just, start. Apropos, yeah. Okay. Because you've been quiet for a while. Yeah. He has. trying to look like a good boy. You know, like oh, no, you guys, no, because you, you guys have this thing where once you start, you just go off. So I just, I just leave you to just, to just talk. <laughs> you just go off. Yeah. That's why I can play Pokemon while, while also recording. Because. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, what? Thank you. Thank you. I like your response. And you can't even tell that I do it, can you? No, I do tell because you're, I, I realize that you're talking not very much. Mm. We actually went through like a period at the beginning where I wasn't talking very much and then Pete had to tell me so I started talk, talking more. That's you. That's a Robert. I'm not talking too much. Okay. Nah. So mine is... And we will judge if you had... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is a two-part story. <laughs> you were that much in sin. Mud. God had to redeem you twice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'd grown up in the church, gone to church among the church. Mm. Church of England? Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. My guy. For, like, many years. Because, like, you know how, like, back in the day, you had to go to a Church of England school to, to like, give you a better chance of getting into, like, secondary school and oh. stuff. <laughs> so, during that period, my mom made sure we went to church every week. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. So, I uh, went, went to church forever. Didn't start taking faith seriously until uni. Um, so, I joined Unite, which was a performing arts society oh. within uni. We had events all over campus and stuff. It was great. Wasn't it great, Peter? Yeah, it was good. It was good time. So basically, when you joined um, Cartographers, you were fresh, fresh to the faith. I think I remember Peter saying something, something along those lines. Yeah, well, uh, that I don't know if it was fresh to the faith, but I know that he was. How I joined United, Unite and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so I was around that time. I'd been thinking about taking faith more seriously and stuff. Mm. Anyway, so I remember there was one event we were having in the the cafe. I can't remember what it's called. There was, you know that cafe? Drapers? No, not Drapers. Drapers was a club. There was the cafe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man remembers Drapers well. <laughs> Drapers was a club. Was a ca- I can't we remember. We did events there. We did events at Drapers. We, d- we did one event in Drapers. We did events at Drapers, sure. Well, we did. <laughs> we did, yeah. But, but, but we had a 
an event in the cafe. Mm. I think it was the time when I was head of drama and I was just, I was going crazy. And we, we did a skit where someone was being like um, tortured to see whether they were a true Christian or not. Mm. And like I had the fake knife and everything. So like when you stab someone, the like, blade, blade would go in. It was great. <laughs> but anyway, I remember just being there, um, watching people during like the praise and worship and just seeing everyone just like, being in the spirit, enjoying mm. God's presence and stuff. And really wanted that for myself. Mm. So um, I spoke to a friend about it after the event. She like took me through, you know, you should start by reading this thing here. Da, 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 da. So I went to Bible reading. It was great. But, you know, it was still uni. There were still the babes everywhere. So even though I wanted to take it seriously, I also wanted the babes. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. To be honest. Um, but now I felt like a, a, a lot more conviction about what I was doing, mm. but not enough to make me stop, stop doing what well, I was doing. At least he was conflicted about it. Yeah, I was conflicted now. Step one. <laughs> Step two, I got into a relationship with my first Christian babes. <laughs> my first Christian babes. And like seeing her faith really inspired me to want to take my walk seriously and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I was taking it a lot more seriously than I was, but then we broke up and um, it was a bit of a rough breakup for me. Mm. Really rough. And- Man held his chest when he said that. Fam, it, the pain. Ooh. It was paining me. It was paining me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have mocked your pain like that, I'm sorry. That, this is toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah, and then, so like after that breakup, I was just like, you know what? Um, so after that breakup, I was like, you know what, yeah, let me just take this being a Christian thing seriously. So next time the babes comes along, I'll know that it's from God. That was the plan. <laughs> Man tried to to gain discernment. Yeah, to be able to navigate babes. Of course, of course. My babe, my life has been so babes focused. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, but that's. <laughs> That's how it started. It's amazing. That's how it started. But the more I, 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 I read the Bible and learned to pray and learned to spend time with God, the more I realized it wasn't about coming to God because of the stuff I could get from him. Mm. But it'd be more about worshiping God because he is worthy to be worshipped. Mm. And then from there, the rest is history. Oh. Mine grew because of babes. Of course. Everything I do is because of babes. Any, any significant thing I've done in my life, hey, there was a babe hey, involved. The, the Calvinist in me has lots of problems with that, you know? <laughs> solely they your glory and that. Yours is solely they your babes. <laughs> no, God used the babes. That's how God was in there. Stress, stress. Uh, how do you, um, you, you know that you weren't raised up for a time as this to bring Robert to faith? I'm sure that's what's in the Esther. Nah. No. That's the chapter 10. <laughs> chapter 10. Cynthia looks disgusting. <laughs> Bro, um, do you know, I had a similar problem. Hey. I had a similar problem. But yeah, my, my thing, so basically, um, so I was born a Muslim. I think I've shared a bit of my thing, mm. conversion. I was a Muslim um, and like everything was just going wrong. I had fathered a child. Um, when I was 18 child was born literally just after my 19th birthday um, first year of uni um, struggling I was working part time blah 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 me and baby mums broke up 
Um, it was a sticky breakup. Um, the babes that I was trying to get to was a pagan, so she just did what pagans do. And I crashed my car, all in the space of like, less than a month, like two, three weeks. So yeah, I was I was hella depressed. Um, I think that, that was the point at which I was the most depressed I've ever been in my life. Um, so I was like self-harming, so I was, cutting my, I was cutting my arm and stuff. And my mum clocked it. And she was like, oh, you need to stop. So because I told her that I was gonna stop, I started getting tattoos instead to kind of still self-harming, but technically I'm not doing it to myself. But the pain is still there. Um, and then my life literally just became uni and work. So after I crashed my car, I think I crashed my car over the summer. And then, yeah, yeah. Crashed my car, blah, blah, blah. Got back into work. I uh, got back into uni for second year. <laughs> And my life was just working uni. I was trying to stack peas to get a new car. And this is like, I worked so much that I saved three grand in about two months. Oh. Like I was literally just working in uni. And um, as I was saving to get the new car, I was talking to another boy who went to my uni and worked in the same place as me and lived down the road from me. <coughs> he lived right around the corner from here actually. And I knew that he was a Christian. Like he was one of those guys that had the Jesus, my logo badge, like everywhere he was going was like, this was when Faith Child and Governor Bees and everything was like proper on their music stuff. Um, and Jahazil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> proper on their music stuff. And I was having a conversation with him one time. So I couldn't get, I couldn't get away from him. And I was having a conversation with him one time and we were talking about our dream cars. And I randomly just felt the urge to just ask him, about faith and he afterwards shared that he felt the urge to share at the same time and in hindsight I recognised that it was God that was like giving me that that urge. So I asked and he shared his testimony and he kinda shared how he was in a gang, blah 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 blah. But the thing about it that as he was sharing it, you know when someone's talking to you but there's like other things happening internally where you're mm. there's like another monologue ha- kinda happening internally and mm. I was just like I just want to get to know this God that he's talking about. Um, and I was just like, that that was just it for me. I just need to get to know this God. And I, from that time, I just started reading the scriptures, just started reading, reading, reading. So the Bible like, I'll read, read the scripture. And then I'll literally read it and I'll text him, what scripture should I read next? And then he'll be like, well, what you read? I was like, bro, it's just two, three lines, isn't it? Like, give me something else. So I was literally every night just going through scriptures going through scriptures um and he invited me to a youth service at his church and during the youth service they did an altar call so i went up and that was the official i went for an altar call but in hindsight it was at that moment that i was like i need to know this god where my conversion started where i was like this this is where i got the hunger for god Mm -hmm. um but the similarities in terms of uh, robert and myself is that with the first time i went to the church i saw this girl Hey. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, okay, church got church got gal like this year, okay. I'm in love with the church girl. <laughs> fam, you know, like that, but the fam, some church girls are, boy. Jeez, they ain't got from the, the Lord. They ain't, <laughs> you guys relax. <laughs> My they, they ain't got the church in them. Hey. They got other things in them. Hey. <laughs> that was poor, man. That was poor. <laughs> <laughs> that was poor. <laughs> so, um... I literally said to God, like I was struggling with lust so much that I said to God that the one thing that I knew that would take me away from him would be lust. So it's like, it's either he helps me like knock it on its head 
or like I'm just it's it's just gonna be peak. Thankfully, it's it's been a journey, but yeah, God has definitely done a lot. Um, so I do I do re- I do recognize that, and, and again, it was like trying to cast out the spirit of lust, bro. Renew your mind. You've been beaten since like you were 16, 17, and you've been doing it consistently up until your twenties, and you think you can just drop it in one day? Mm. It's not gonna work. Mm. <coughs> so yeah. It's been a long road renewing of mind. Is lust still a problem for you, would you say? Hmm? Is lust still a problem for you, would you say? Um, not so much. I think I... So firstly, I think there's a difference between admiring a girl's beauty and lusting after her that wasn't... I don't know why Peter's laughing. <laughs> fine line. <laughs> it's a very fine line. <laughs> Especially if she's fat. <laughs> Them ones where you don't know that you've crossed it until you know that you've crossed it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of them ones where it's like because that wasn't emphasized or that wasn't highlighted mm. I had assumed that if I recognize a woman's beauty I've lusted after her mm. and so that made me more cognizant of that struggle even more because mm. I'm like oh this girl's beautiful stop lusting and, and so recognizing that where I was just like yeah like allowing that thought to then linger to the physicalities and the union and blah, blah, blah. That's a problem. But just being like, rah, okay, you're beautiful. Cool, let's keep it moving. Is it wrong to, to, to like admire a girl's back up? So like if, if, if a girl's walking down the street, it's like, rah, she got a nice bum. Is that okay? <laughs> it depends. I, sorry, I, I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't know your heart. Like... I don't know your heart. <laughs> and that's the, so, cause it's reactions to some of the things you're saying. Because it's, it's like, because no, it, the, the, it's, it's a genuine question. It's a genuine like, question, fam. It's a genuine, because I'm like, if, if you're in the gym, I'm not trying to look at that guy's bum in the gym, but if you're in the gym <laughs> and like um, someone, someone's on the bench and then they come out and you're like, raw, like your chest, like I can see the muscle, like your chest is there. Guy to guy, cool. Like obviously if, if yeah, you not get, all the time. Not all the time. If you, if you get to like, raw, walk off for your chest, I'll be like, raw, boy, easy, innit? But it's like, as soon as you mention something about a female's body part, there's, it's problematic. It's highly sexualized. It is highly sexualized. But it's a a case in which there's an element of no because you're just recognizing that beauty. But there's also an element of where is your heart? And that's something that I can't, I can't, I can't confirm. So your heart could be like, oh, Mm. finding beauty in the booty. (laughs) (laughs) That, That could, that could be where your heart is. Well, up, or you can just be like, oh, right, like, them jeans actually, like, fit your body type. I don't think that's much better <laughs> to me. <laughs> all, the, all the guys are like, oh, you're dangerously oversimplifying something there, mate. But, but what, I'm, what I'm saying, again, again, it comes from the perspective of, the like, heart. Yeah. it is the heart. Yeah. And so I can't say it's cool to do this because your heart might be in the wrong place and you might just, oh, Mo said it's cool, so it's cool. I'm not the final authority. Go read your Bible and let the Holy Spirit convict you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, th- I think I think that's that's the fine line. Let the Holy Spirit convict you. Mm. If you're like, oh yeah, look at that girl, mm, conviction. You shouldn't have been doing that. Mm. So yeah, um, that's me. Islam, faith, mm. Reformation, Calvinism, and then I'm somewhere in between right now. <laughs> Set clear, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, PR, bring us home. Was there a babies involved in your story? Not necessarily. No. There was an old man with a long beard. There was a long man old beard. Yeah, no, I. I think we'd have preferred that, the babies that, that to poem, be honest. That poem, isn't it? That that yeah. poem, no. Because um, I, I was, I think, similar to Cynthia. Um, just always 
born into a Christian family, and, mm. and I think my parents did a you know a good job of you know raising someone beating in well, beating sentence <laughs> where necessary, where necessary. Beating you in the Lord. Um, and it was a matter of you know we'd go to church just to keep mum quiet kind of thing. Mm. And church was fun, and it was never it was never like too bad. It was never it was never anything spectacular, but it was just a matter of realizing that. Um, my parents, my mom's, my, you know, rela- her relationship with God wasn't my relationship with God. Mm. Um, and I think at various stages, I would see that more and more. So um, in primary school, we went for a church camp and it was like we were praying and I felt praying. Like I, I was praying and feeling like I really need to know who I'm praying to. I really need to mm. know Christ. And like, I've heard him. I know all about him. And, all of that but i need to know him personally and that was one stage and then there was um there was um senior secondary school um and meeting friends SSS, and stuff like common. that sss yeah and um you know you you meet people who are ahead of you in the faith just in their growth and mm. it it makes you realize where you probably need to be so it's just been consistently there that's mm. you know so it was, it was never like a a big um spectacular transformation it was just various stages of mm. growth and you know I, I did have the one moment of okay i give my life I give myself some you know away. kind of thing um which we did repeatedly because hey them auto calls were <laughs> they were, auto calls. were like <laughs> when when you're not when there's not enough numbers and the person's not happy then it's like okay rededicate your life <laughs> <laughs> bro the man of auto calls we went to you gotta yeah, fit the quota somehow was so, a joke there, there were a few of those but i think for me it was it's and it continually is just um stages of uh, of growth and i guess glory to glory and mm. just growing in into into who god wants me to be really so yeah, that's that's my sort of story. Yeah. Oh, that's some nice stories. Like just listening to everyone's stories and stuff. Um Yeah, I just found it interesting. Do you feel like you can ever discount someone's conversion story? I don't think you can. Um I don't think you can. I think there are so many different weird and wacky ways that people have come to God. Um, like one preacher was, I've forgotten his name, but he was walking through the woods. Excuse me. Walking through the woods through a thunderstorm, lightning struck a tree right beside him. And he was like, oh, I felt that was God's call to me, so I gave my life to him right there and then. Is that similar to Martin... Um Martin Luther's. I think it might be Martin Luther. Yeah. I think it might be Martin Luther. <laughs> it's literally like, and it was just like raw. Like, I could have been, I think that was God calling me. I'd give my life to you. And there was no preacher. There was no altar call. There was no organ in the background playing the soft music. Like, there was nothing. That, it was just lightning caught. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I think there, there are different weird and wacky ways in which people have been saved. And I, find, I always find it interesting that, um, how Christians or people raised as Christians get saved. Mm. Mm. Because for the most part, I'll say they, knowing that you guys grew up Christians, they grow up with some sort of um, complacency because you've been in the church, you almost feel like you're cool. And then there's a one day or over a period of time, there's that realization where it's like, I'm actually not cool. Like that, I didn't have a relationship and what I was seeing, yeah, it, it doesn't, 
I'm not getting their relationship with God by osmosis or whatever. It's me. And so I always find it interesting, kind of. I'm really in awe of that relationship of having grown up in faith and then realizing that I actually need this faith inside of me. Because mm. I find it's almost easier for someone externally to then come in, mm. recognizing that I didn't have this, now I'm going to have this, as opposed to someone thinking I had this and then realizing now I never had it. Mm. 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 Wait, Cynthia, what do you think? Regarding, like, if you can ever discount someone's conversion kind of thing. I don't like this question. Mm. <laughs> Why don't you like the question? Because it's like, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Like, I, what is the relevance of this question? Mark. Really? I think because I, I share similar thought in that it caused me to... It's it's like it's not my place to judge exactly. if you've been converted or not, if that makes sense. And yeah. and it's such a personal thing. It's such a you, sure? you and God thing. Well, yeah. you sure it's not because if he if he uh, if it, you've it, been it, saved and see. be a part of a body, well, the body you're see. now held accountable by the body. And so we're not necessarily judging your conversion, but it's we're holding you accountable to the claims that you yeah, made. But well, no, but here's the thing: you will see fruit. And so you're, exactly. you're, you're looking That's to what's see. Important. But, we're, but we're now yeah, examining your fruit. Yeah, you're examining, examining your fruit, fruit by what, not the who conversion. you are today, but not the story about how you came to. Okay, so we're not. Okay, so I was because if, if, if I'm to say you can like the question almost suggests. Sorry, and if I'm wrong, you can you can correct me. But the question almost suggests if you are saved in this way, that's not that doesn't. Count okay, okay, kind of thing. okay. And I think mm. we we aren't called to do that because God can do whatever yeah, He wants. Yeah. Um, I heard a story of a man. <laughs> God, <laughs> the preacher was saying when he was preaching and he was praying for people and God said to him to nibble on this man's ear oh and he was like wait God what <laughs> you know and it was like he kept on feeling and he obviously he knew he knew how God speaks to him well enough to know it was God and he did it and when he did it the man broke into tears because that's what the man's wife would do when she would pray for him to be saved. Whoa. And it was just like... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what sort of kinky prayer is that? Well, <laughs> the man's wife had also passed away. No, so it was... <laughs> man's like... Yonder, <laughs> What? <laughs> no, but for real, it's like... That, that, was, that was, is was, wild. You know, it was a much more powerful experience than, you know the altar call you come and you're delivered yeah. does that make sense yeah. so it's like I can't I can't say there's any way in which someone could be converted that I would discount yeah. what I can say is you can see fruit yeah. and yeah there's growth and there's you know like in my own life there's been growth and there's been more fruit and there's renewing of, renewing of mind I don't know what you're saying <laughs> there's renewing of mind <laughs> there's renewing of mind and, and, and all of those things however that I can see that we are called to judge I think mm. even but the conversion mm -hmm. itself, I don't think. Okay. I don't think we can. Because I was almost seeing, so not necessarily seeing the conversion itself, but seeing your claim as to being a Christian, mm. um, as one that I can question if there isn't fruit okay. Okay. associated, and so that would also almost go towards your um, your conversion story, okay. mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm. Because if you're if you're holding on to this experience as this experience validates that God has called me or God is the Holy Spirit now indwells me and I've been living with you for like twenty five like a year and I'm just like bro like what are you doing? Okay, 
then I can be like, I, not not necessarily that like God didn't work through that, but I'm like, mm. did what you think happened at that moment actually happen? Mm. So that's the angle that I was looking at it from. Okay. So yeah, I don't think there's any wild. So there's even a the message about a pastor who punched a kid, and the kid came to came to faith. Like in the middle of the sermon, punched the kid because he, he wasn't respecting God <laughs> properly. You know, like that. Wasn't respecting God properly. Punched him right in the stomach. The guy killed over and gave his life to Christ. And I'm just like, oh. but I think that's the kind of God that we serve. Like, He knows every single one of us, mm. like mm. individually, like because he, yeah. he created us. Yeah. Yeah. He's the creator of yeah. all things and all people, mm. and so He knows exactly what it is, um, at what time mm. that that we need that would bring us to Him. Mm. Um, that's why there are so many different stories because mm. God knows every single one of us. And I think that's also the danger of the cookie cutter manufactured sort of experience that some churches rely on always yeah. and it's like mm. we always do this one thing do this thing and then they'll come like, oh bro like you know back in the day when like the revival movements were happening mm. there were actually formulas mm. to get revival oh, yeah. it was mad mm. with a god that's so interested in us individually and knowing us so personally i think it's dangerous to, oh. to restrict him to that yeah. i was so i was in india in October, such November. Such a flex. It's just like, oh, I was in India. Uh, missionary <laughs> trip, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, come these, on. these times, I'm like, oh, I took the 154. <laughs> God prompted me to talk to someone. I was like, God, really? I feel a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> hmm. I no, sorry, in, sorry. I was in India, and um, so there was, we, you know, on a number of different occasions, we would go out onto the streets and do outreach and just basically telling people about God or offering people prayer or offering people just, yeah, or just having conversations with people in the community and building community in that way. And um, there was a woman who had, it was almost like a follow-up. So sometimes when people um, have showed up some kind of interest in knowing about God um, and they invite you to their home, mm. um, we they would say that that's like a follow-up. And so there was one time we were invited to this lady's home in the slum and it was so lovely just being treated really well by someone who basically hasn't has nothing mm. but a but a shack um and she she didn't she she was interested in god but she was so focused or so blinded should i say by her own issues and the things that was going on in her life mm. that you know she couldn't see past them she couldn't see god she couldn't really see how she was going to get out of the situation that she was in in her life and then go to god it just didn't seem like a priority to her priority to her but it was but it was of interest to her hence why she had like three or four christians sitting in her in her house um but so i decided to pray for her and i just felt like um the lord i just felt like the lord wanted me to tell her that it, it's gonna like at any point she i was saying i felt like she had suffered with like like she was, she would wake up in the middle of the night and feel fear. And I said this to her and she's like, yeah, I'm always waking up and I'm always screaming and I'm always shouting. And I said to her, I just feel like at any point, there's not going to be at any point, whenever you're afraid or whenever you're ready and afraid, you're, you're afraid, but you're ready. Like just call out to God and he will answer you. Like just call out to God and he'll answer you. The reason why I'm saying this story is because one, that's the kind of God we serve in the sense that he knew specifically, like it, it's not going to be, it wasn't, cookie cutter mm. um it's i think i don't know what's happened to this lady ever since mm. but she can at any point 
really just do that call out to mm. god mm. and and say okay i don't know who you are and that will be her conversion oh, story mm. that will be how she came to know god mm. yeah mm. yeah yeah how much time do you have left 48 minutes so we've already gone over oh man it's wait <laughs> how, how long do you try to do this for <laughs> we try we try to do it for under an hour so at 45 i'm normally showing him like a five minutes more but we've never achieved that yet yeah. so you can keep on going to be honest because yeah. i'm enjoying the conversation as well i just want to ask um one last question this, this can be the last question of the day so um in regards to fruits mm. for, for everyone here what does seeing fruits either in ourselves or, or in others mean mm. that makes sense mm. Mm. that's uh, a very good question yeah i mean i think I'm not, I can't remember the, the entire list of all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, but I think for me, <laughs> there's nine bare fruit. I know. I know. <laughs> just saying, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. You know, I just um, gave a numerical value. I didn't give any, any tangibles. So <laughs> I think for me, it's, it's, for me, it has been like recognizing the tangible difference between who I was and who I am. Um, and, you know, whether that's been through self-control or through kindness or through, um, you know, learning to love one another, oh. humility, all of those things. Um, it's just been a matter of seeing, seeing more of Christ in me, really seeing myself um, become more and more like Christ. And also that highlighting the areas in which I'm not. And, and somehow having both the experience of seeing a holy God and being like, you know, God remove me from you for, I am a sinful man. Mm. And then also recognizing, wow, since coming to Christ or since, you know, growing in Christ, seeing more of him in me and seeing situations in which I'd be a certain way and I'm no longer that way because yeah. I've been given a peace. So I've been given a, um, I, and now I'm able to control myself. I'm now able to say no to that, that sin or to that thought or whatever. So for me, that's what it's looked like. It's looked like being more like Christ and also recognizing the holiness of God and why I yeah. shouldn't even be within its proximity. I think the, I don't think that they are. Um, the nine fruits are love, gentleness, peace, patience, faithfulness, self-control, joy, goodness, and kindness. Yeah. Um, and I almost hold these. <laughs> I, in looking at um, grow of fruits, I look at a person's maturity in faith. So there's a lot of, so I, I always see <clears throat> my conviction is character over gifting. Some people look at maturity as in how you operate in your giftings. Mm. So your pastoral, how do you walk with people pastorally? And they just look at that gifting or you're a good preacher. How well are you growing as a preacher? And that to me is indication of your fruit. But to me, your gifting is almost your skill set. Now, irrespective of your character, you can still develop your skill set. Mm -hmm. Irrespective of your character, you can become more efficient as a typist, as a journalist, as whatever. But your character is what's going to keep you and going to hold you within that position. So as Proverbs says, your skills will put you before kings. But it's only your character that's going to keep you there. So I see it as when I'm looking at maturity, when I'm looking at growing in, in fruits and stuff, I'm looking at your character. So I'm looking at how, how peaceable you are, how 
quick how you're able to receive correction how you're able to walk with people tangibly are you loving to those around you are you quick to bring christ into situations how do you respond to jesus himself and how are you walking out different situations within your life so i'm looking at how you're living and i'm looking at is the way that you're living congruent with the faith that you're professing now i know that it won't be a hundred percent congruent but are you, if you're in the same place as you are, as you were two years ago, I'll be like, there needs to be, there needs to be some sort of progression. So I'm always looking at, I'm always looking at like how, um, yes, I'm looking at how you at, you're actually walking these things out without necessarily looking so much so as to how you're growing in your, in your giftings. So for me, it's very much looking at a person's character. Cool. Th that's what it is for me. Okay. I think for me, it is, um, like Peter said, seeing where I was to where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I also see it in myself and in others, like how they react to, like in the present, like how they react to certain situations. Mm. Um, whether you have a quote unquote worldly reaction to it, mm. worldly reaction to it, or if you react to it in a way that shows the difference you have now that you are in Christ, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so before, you, if, if, if someone shouted at you, you might shout back. You, you might, you might, you might have shouted back. Mm. But now you show that patience. You, you don't match that energy mm. because you know um, that. Yeah, that's yeah. not. You're not showing God. Mm. Yeah. The way He should be shown mm -hmm. in the way you are. Yeah. In your acting. I think to add as well. When I'm looking at, when I'm looking at the fruits of people's actions or the fruits of people's character and stuff, I'm not necessarily looking at how they manifest within the situation, but I'm also looking at the consequence of how they manifested. Because Jesus, um, when Jesus was talking about himself and John the Baptist, he was like, John the Baptist came neither eating nor drinking, and you said he's demon-possessed. I came both eating and drinking, and you said a, a drunkard and a glutton is amongst you. But wisdom is proved right by all of her offspring. So it's, it's a case in which the results of what wisdom did proves it right. And so if you if then someone is acting in a certain way that almost seems, oh, this is the way that they need to act, but the results don't quite line up with their faith. So if someone is um, arguing with their wife, I have a problem with that. But if it's a case in which... <coughs> Um, that, that was a really random example, but it, it, it's a case in which some, some your heart Moses. No, no, no. Because some it's it's a case in which sometimes the action right there and there might not necessarily look the way that it ought to look, but the result almost validates the way that they did it. If that makes sense. Not saying you can do a sin and then because it it kind of turns out right, you're cool. Because and the reason I say that as well is that Paul, when he one time he was arrested, um, he took the L. He went into prison and they released him and they just kept, they stoned him and he kept it moving. Another time they put him into prison and they tried to release him and he said, I'm a Roman citizen. Are you just gonna like, put me into prison and leave me and like send me out without, like you need to come and apologize. And another time, as soon as he was arrested, he told the guy, I'm a Roman citizen. And so there's like three different occasions in which he acted slightly differently or uh, around him being arrested. And so it's like the way he acted within those situations were slightly different. Now, as a as a human being, if I was a, I'm a Roman citizen, you can't touch me. That's what he did last. But the first time he held the L. 
Second time, halfway held L. Lastly, he didn't. But within all of that, we still see God's plans kind of flourishing through that. And so I'm like, in as much, it may look as though he's, he was acting in a, in a worldly way, but it still didn't flesh out. Like God's purpose is still fleshed out through that. So I yeah. also look at the fruit um, of how you acted as well as the way you acted. So I look at, I try to look at both um, the result and the means by which you get there. Cynthia? I see Cynthia opening Bible verses and stuff, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, oh please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I struggle. I think I can really mainly talk about myself. Mm. How I, how do I s- see fruit in myself? Mm. I think if I'm, if I'm have to see, think about other people, I would just mainly, mainly go based on those nine that you mm. mentioned in the sense that, oh, as opposed to being like, I feel like I've been more kind this year or I feel like I'm, I'm definitely more generous because I did this and I did that. Let me I turn Pardon? Let me I just I can't I don't think I can do that for me mm. I um I, re- I did a study a study I did a um I went away had some time with Jesus and I felt like I just wanted to um understand John 15 when it talks about the true vine, vine. Yeah. The, the true vine and I thought that's that's how I understand it for me mm. um is me abiding me dwelling me seeking me sitting at the throne of my savior like and me doing that continuously me praying continuously um and because i there's literally a difference there's a difference in me when i go through a season of really struggling to pray really struggling to read my bible and a season of i'm literally undone before god um every day every morning and every evening and it's not even a boastful thing. It's literally boasting in Christ alone in the sense that um, he's using me. And that's, that is literally my only desire to be used by God. Um, and so that's, that's why I see, that's how I understand fruit in myself mm. is where I'm at. Where am I at right now? Where is my heart at right now? What am I doing every day? Mm. How am I spending my time? Today in church, they were talking about um they're talking about prayer and how important prayer is and how prayer is legit a weapon that we really undervalue. Um, and how it says, like, it says, like, where it says, it says, rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances or devote yourself to prayer and in every situation, pray. Um, present your <coughs> request to God and pray. And then seek me, I'm saying a whole bunch of different ver- ca- verses yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it says, seek me, uh, what, find me. What, what translation is this? <laughs> <laughs> seek me, find me. And when you seek me, yeah. when you and seek me with all your heart. And um, the message. <laughs> In it. <laughs> Forget verses. <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, I, I like, I, like, right. But then at the same time, God loves weakness. And I can't lie to you. I'm in a time right now where I feel really, really weak. And um, I'm just struggling on a number of different fronts. And I, but in my weakness, people, I, someone came up to me in church today and there was a, um, like a youth, a youth camp last summer and her kids were there and I was a youth leader. And she came up to me and it was literally in summer, a long time ago. She came up to me. I just want to say thank you again, Cynthia. You really had an impact on these girls' lives. God is really doing something. God really used you. And she didn't know what she was doing to me, but she really just encouraged me so much because I was just weak. How can God, in my state that I am right now, um, 
still bless me you know or how how can or how can he even use me because then i was even today i feel like i've gotten a word i I, i'm i'm getting a word for someone and i don't know i just feel god loves weakness he uses weakness continuously in the bible clearly um so even when we're in a weak state and we or i like i'm like i haven't been spending much time in my bible i haven't done my bible plan for like four days um it's four days now yeah it's been a long time um Judgment. Excuse me. I don't even know if I made any sense. No, I made it made, made a lot of sense, and it, it was really, really relevant. I think that's a wonderful place to to end it, especially with the image of the vine, because it's those who are bearing fruit, he prunes to bear more fruit, and that is like mm. that's fruit. Yeah. That's God pruning you, God taking out things that you shouldn't have, so that things that you should have may grow even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. and taking off branches that aren't bearing fruit and that's almost the people who aren't bearing fruit mm. of the spirits taking them out so yeah I think that's a beautiful place to I think it made perfect sense and even yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. let's round up people mm. um, Cynthia thank you for coming down for real hookups hookups I'm gonna go first alright so my hookup is a shop it's a, a shop. shop a shop alright it's called Runner's Need okay <laughs> fair enough um, it's yeah, it's, it's a shop where they sell like all, like running gear and stuff. So if you're if you're proper into running, they sell all the clothes, all the trainers, all like they, they, they use like wireless headphones. Like they, they don't go in your ear. They mm. sit on your temples. Yeah, it was so crazy, but it's so sick. Man, said the headphones sit on your temples. Bro, bone conduction. But you can hear all the music. It was yeah. anyway. Yeah, so um, I got a new pair of running shoes from there. Um, before I got the shoes, they made me. They they, just, they like checked out how I walked, how I ran, and um and like gave me stuff and, uh, and and like that was free and like they and, and they told me the kind of shoe that would be best suited for the way I walk and run, mm. and I'm really loving my shoes. Went for my first run with them this morning. It feels like butter on my feet. <laughs> it was so great. That sounds unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> It was great. I'll go <laughs> next. For like Krishni clouds, runners need. I'll go next. It's a podcast. Funny enough, it's called. Do you listen to it. I haven't yet. <laughs> I've, I've, put, I've put it into my podcast list. Yes. Um, it's only. I don't even know if it's good or not. It sounds good. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> working on faith right now. Fam, you know that that. Um, it's called Philosophize This, and they've literally just got like it's just philosophy. What's, what's the name of the guy? That's that not even the word. Yeah, no, it's um, it's I've actually heard of this podcast before. Stephen West. Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. of this. Podcast yeah, before. it's still not a word. Arms in the kitchen. And uh, yeah, a free podcast dedicated to sharing. Philosophize. Yeah, I think it's uh, That's I think not it's a word. Verb. Watch out your headphones. Watch. Mum is in the kitchen. Can I put the headphones up? I'm talking. Yeah, so a, f- a free podcast dedicated to sharing the ideas that shaped our world. Beginner friendly, if listening in order. For anyone interested in an educational podcast about philosophy where you don't need to be a graduate level philosopher to understand it. In chronological order, the thinkers and ideas that formed the world we live in are broken down and explained. And the thing that I like about it is that it's actually got like um, Christian um, thinkers. St. Augustine and stuff like that. It's got Christian thinkers in it as well. So I'm like, cool, it's kind of drawing on all walks so I like it I haven't listened to it yet I'll be curious to hear once you do listen yeah Yeah. Yeah. alright guys shall I go next yeah you can go next Peter so last I don't know if it was last week it wasn't last week were you here last week I was here last week week. so it was a week before 
Um, I shared a hookup about a book called Mary Magdalene Never Wore mm. um, Eyeshadow, uh, which was written by um, Amanda Hope Haley. Um, and, and it's a great book. It's an amazing book. Um, and she somehow found out that we'd endorsed it. So she just reached out to say thanks for endorsing because it wasn't like a... Really? Like a What's promotion. going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did she send a book? No, she didn't send a book. It wasn't a... I've already got a book. Why is she sending another one? Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> relax. Give That's a free dope. copy to your listeners? I don't know. Yeah. No, but she was just like... She was just saying thank you. Um, and yeah, so just... I wonder how she found out. Google Analytics, I think. Because you can set... You can set Google to tell you if someone searches for you or something like that. So because we included a link to her, she found out. But, and she was just saying thank you, really, because she didn't pay us to do it or anything. But um, just in talking to her, I found out she does a podcast. And uh, she's got a podcast called The Red-Haired um, Archaeologist. Ooh. And I've, I was checking it out. And because, and I didn't say this when I was talking about the book, she is a like a trained, a Harvard-trained archaeologist. Mommy that actually does digs in Israel and stuff like that. Like, she has legitimate experience with some of the, you know, like the pottery and the old Hebrew and stuff like Ooh. that. So it's like a really interesting podcast that I've actually listened to. Um, Are you trying to pull shots? Fam, that was all the shots. I'm not trying to. It was out take that. Coming. It was out take that, you Bro. Don't anyway. worry, it. When we turn off the podcast, it's on. Anyway. Next yeah. week is just going to be us two. <laughs> no, it's 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 such a good podcast because it's such a unique wellspring of information. So check it out. She um she goes. I think she's going on the dig again, and so the second season will be what she's finding out in Israel um at that dig. Um, but yeah, it's like just incredible. I think she's a, I think she's called a biblical archaeologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just yeah just just incredible stuff so check out the red-haired archaeologist on wherever you get your um podcast and i'll leave a link and uh and that's show notes as well cool 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 Cynthia? um my hookup <laughs> is a quote um by the co-founder no the co-founder of nike phil knight and he says just do it <laughs> He Sorry. did <laughs> probably say that. Yeah. Actually, no, a woman came up with that. Oh, really? Obviously. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I tell men and women in their mid-twenties not to settle for a job or a profession or even a career. Seek a calling. Even if you don't know what that means, seek it. If you're following your calling, the fatigue will be easier to bear. The disappointments will be fewer. The highs will be like nothing you've ever felt. Dope. Dope. I kind of want to be cheeky and drop a new, uh, different one as well. How do you feel about this, Robert? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> give it up. <laughs> give it up. <laughs> flame. Hey, for all those guys who know about flame in terms of... Um, Fire? Christian rap. Man said fire. <laughs> Christian rap. He's been out of the game. Like the last album he dropped was, I think, in like 2010. Is he still rapping? He's still rapping. He he's the guy that um, sued Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And he, he bagged like two mil from that. I believe. Well, Katy Perry said she was going to appeal. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how it's gone, but yeah, he, yeah. he did win his he, case. He's yeah. dropped a new album. And his album was talking about, for the past two years, he's been challenged theologically. 
and the album is just reflecting on that theological challenge and mm. the results of it. Yeah. So yeah, I was listening to one of it today and was just digging into like Calvinism and this and that and just kind of digging in deep mm. and talking about the differences between the Lutheran um, doctrine and the Calvinistic doctrine mm. and kind of coming, drawing some interesting conclusions. It, it was, and it's only seven tracks deep. Cool. So it's a new EP, not an album. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. You haven't told us the title of that one. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's called Ex- Extra Nos. Extra Nos. Extra Nos. Nos. Like Nos as in like yeah. nitro. But apparently the Nos stands for something. I've forgotten what it stands for, but yeah, right. Extra Nos. check this out. Yeah. Cool. All right, that's everything. That is um, everything. Thank you for coming down, Cynthia. Thank, thank you real. so much. Thank you for thank having you me. Thank you for a breath of pressure. <laughs> Where can you find me? In my house or at no. work or in church? What are your handles, your social media handles? At... F A Y I D A T. Okay. What's that word? It's my name. A. <laughs> Wait, um, what? F I. F A Y that. F A Y I D A T. On Twitter, Instagram, everything. It's just on Instagram. Just on Instagram. Cool. All right, cool. Um, shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. Come Calvin on. Calvin Turner yeah, for yeah. the audio and logo. Yeah. Fans at Twitter at the Furnace UK. Yeah. You can email us at tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Yeah. You can find us on all good podcasting websites and apps, including Spotify's, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, and them other things there. Everything. Look for Stitcher. the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. All sorts. Yeah, I think that's it. Cool. It's Royal Rumble weekend. This weekend, by the time you listen to this, Royal Rumble will be out, finished. My money's on Drew McIntyre and Shayna Baszler. Can, can Christians gamble? Yes. Hey. Yeah, I've started another one. Yes. Christians can gamble. Wait, what? You throw the dice, but the Lord determines <laughs> where they fall. Hey, blah! Tell me otherwise, Peter. Tell me otherwise. <laughs> oh, no, I was waiting to All see right. how you were <laughs> I was waiting to see how you were doing that. Hey, come on. Cool, all right. Blacksmith Furnace does not endorse gambling in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but get your money up however you need to. What? Hey, Relax. <laughs> Where you come like them spat blondes talking about his PT's birthday. <laughs> so however you're getting money, go get it. You know, this is a Blacksmith's side of that.